0: Hello and welcome. It's another edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich, a podcast with a very simple premise. Let's just talk human to human and share a bit about life, creativity, and inspiration from the arts to science, culture to comedy, and everything in between. Today a real treat, an international best-selling author, Matt Haig, has written scores of children's books, non-fiction, and fiction, including one of the biggest novels of the last several years, The Midnight Library, which won him international awards and attention. Matt has sold over three million books worldwide, and his very latest is something that couldn't come at a better time. It's called The Comfort Book. We'll talk all about that. We'll also talk about life. Some of his work was inspired by a mental breakdown he suffered when he was a much younger man. We're all human and challenged by anxiety, fear, and depression from time to time. But a project like The Comfort Book is just plain great medicine for anyone at any time. So let's do it. Let's go on mic now with international best-selling author, Mr. Matt Haig.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's no coincidence that it was March 2020 when I had this sort of idea... To start writing a book uh, themed around comfort and hope, and um, you know that was the month. Certainly, in in my country, in England, the news was really kicking in about COVID, and everything felt very catastrophic. And I wanted to sort of submerge myself and my mind in the opposite of that. So I thought a book about comfort, and um, you know, researching that and writing that would be um, what would suit me at that point and hopefully suit other people. Um, having said that, you know, I've been writing little pieces, um, like those included in this book for quite a long time. Um, I, I, as a young man, I, I had experience with depression and um, panic disorder I was diagnosed with, and I was suicidal for a little while. and during my recovery, a big part of my recovery was writing down and recording what I was feeling. Or writing down quotes, reading quotes um, from philosophers or whoever mm-hmm. it might be, um, just as a way to solidify ideas. Um, there's something about the act of writing and putting words onto paper that um, makes something feel more real. And uh, you know, so if you if you have a half thought and you're thinking it, if you write it down, it becomes something a bit more solid. So I, I've done that. Um, over the years and um, in a very scattered way but I feel if it hadn't been for um, 2020 being the year it was I don't think I would have um, got to writing it as a book Um, so yeah it's very much a product of this era even though it's I I, I deliberately didn't mention the words COVID-19 coronavirus Uh, I think there's one reference to the word pandemic in the whole book but Beyond that, it's, it's trying to be as general and timeless
0: as possible. Appreciate that, and there's no need to to bring it up again because we all know what it is. We've all been living through it. <laughs> yes. But uh, as someone who has done the dance with depression myself and uh, come out the other side, uh, I found this to be uh, very refreshing. And I'll just, in the in the course of a few minutes we have together, pick out a few of my favorites and. One of the notes you say at the top of the book is you can read it any which way you want at, from the end to the middle to the middle to the beginning it doesn't matter just pick a page right yeah okay
1: yeah that was always my idea I can remember actually when I was very ill um, you know really finding it hard to read you know to read an ordinary book from front to back you know and people would hand me a book say you know, it'd be about depression or mental health but it'd be this big dense academic looking Book and, and the books I could grasp and I I wanted to read at that time were things I could open at a page you know like a book of quotations or something similar, um, something that you could just get inspiration out of a page. So yeah, you, you yep. could pick this book up at page seventy nine and you wouldn't need to know what was on page um, seventy eight. You know, it, it's a book, but you isn't designed necessarily to be read from the first page to the back. It's it's more hopefully pick it up at a random page and get something um that helps you out of it and that was always that's always the kind of books that i'm drawn to when i'm very stressed out or frazzled or ill Um, and i was trying to um emulate that that kind of style And, and some of the chapters as well not only is the order um quite free the chapters themselves. A lot of them are very short. I mean, some of them are hardly more than a sentence or a paragraph long. Well, a lot of aphorisms. You mentioned is, you
0: mentioned a number. You said page seventy nine. I wasn't going to go there, but since you mentioned it, <laughs> uh, seventy nine yeah. is called short, and it's just uh, five words: "Life is short. Be kind."
1: Yes, that is probably the shortest. I think I think that might be the yeah. very shortest um, chapter. But yeah, there are some that aren't much longer. Um, so yeah, I. I put some very simple, very clear little affirmations like that in there um, with some slightly more I would call normal length chapters on um, philosophy and things but yeah, it's just to sort of like sometimes you need to hear things in as clear and as simple a voice as possible and uh, I was deliberately going there with this book and and, and creating these little I, I call them little islands on the page to just very easy to kind of
0: absorb. Well, one of the islands that I loved is right before part three. It's called You Are Waterproof. And I'll just quote you, it is easier to learn to be soaked and happy than to learn how to stop the rain. I'm a big fan of doing the the wise in short bursts. Uh, the aphorism that I remember is the short one. And that says a lot, doesn't it? Hang in there. Uh, life is not perfect and go with the flow. There's all kinds of things that I took from that, but it was very well done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that one in particular. I mean, about as, there's this ancient um, Greek guy, philosopher guy, um, called Epictetus, who was a Stoic philosopher, and he he used to write in these sort of aphoristic, very simple um, ways. So inspirational quote type um, things go back, you know, two thousand years. And he he his big thing was about how we have no control over external events, the only thing we have control over is our response to them. So that was kind of a riff on that idea. And um, I, I, I learned recently that um, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, one of the main strands of modern therapy, was actually inspired by a couple of lines from Epictetus. When it was founded in the 60s, it was Epictetus mm. who um, founded So, yeah, it's, it, it, I, I am a genuine believer that you can um, contain quite a lot in a shorter space as possible, and uh, it's kind of a challenge sometimes to try and um, simplify, but not too much, to just have some sort of real meaning in there, but to, to make it very clear and accessible.
0: We're talking with Matt Haig. The Comfort Book is his latest project. We'll get back to it in a second, but kudos to you for winning all kinds of awards internationally for The Midnight Library that uh, became a huge hit for you, uh, published last year. The Midnight Library, which is a novel it's very uh, philosophically based, and it makes you think. Do you think writing that and writing the comfort book and many of the other projects is born out of the pain you had to endure uh, during that period that you talked
1: about? I think so. I mean, certainly in the case of the Midnight Library, because it sort of speaks directly about um, depression and uh, at the early section of the book, suicidal impulses and things. So, yeah, I, I bring a lot of that into, into the, my work. And... In a strange way, before I had depression, I had no ambition to be a writer at all. I didn't have the actual confidence in myself. I don't believe the self esteem needed to think my name could be on a book and to, to, to put something out into the world. And in a very kind of interesting way, my experience of depression, or at least my experience of recovery, um, gave me a kind of confidence because all the time when I'd been in the depths of um, despair, I, I literally felt it was impossible to Escape this feeling, and then when I did finally eventually recover and things changed a bit in my life, um, I felt like I'd done something impossible. So I had mm. a sort of new appreciation of life and a new determination to try and continue doing seemingly impossible things. So, compared to actually staying alive, recovering, overcoming depression, I, I, you know, writing a book seems relatively small fry and something I huh. could do. So, I had this new. Um, confidence. So in that sense as well I think my experience of um, illness and um, growth and recovery following the illness um, definitely played a part in me um, sitting down to write and to start writing and uh, yeah I've always found it a therapeutic activity I can remember when I was um, ill my uh, girlfriend who's now my wife she used to say you know I know you can't speak about this very well and you know you can't talk about it verbalize it why don't you try and write down what you're feeling and I, i i literally in those worst moments would write just a little line about what i was feeling and just the act of externalizing something became a kind of uh therapy in itself it was a way to actually think oh if i can put it into words i can put it into something that can be managed or shared or communicated and um yeah, so I haven't stopped
0: through. Yeah, that's you, you, it's resonating so much with me and millions of people who have been down that hole, and it, everyone's hole is different, Matt, but... The idea of coming through something like that, I've I've often said, and I didn't have it as nearly as serious as some, including you, but I always said it's the toughest foe I've ever faced, toughest hole I've ever climbed out of, deepest hole. It is a feeling of accomplishment and uh, sort of a a new life. Getting back to the book, the comfort book, which is so much, I'm going to call it fun and thoughtful, a sentence that resonates more than once. In fact, it resonates a whole bunch of times, including on page 109 when it just repeats over and over and over and that sentence I know you know it well nothing is stronger than a small hope that doesn't give up
1: yeah well you know again a very sort of simple truth but one that you need to repeat to yourself sometimes and when you're sort of lost and um, yeah I strongly believe that you know I held on for a long time a lot of days when I thought I couldn't even make it through the day you know back to back 24 7 And, um, you know, uh, this is what frustrates me when, um, you hear sometimes media commentators or other people, whether they're talking about a celebrity or a sports person and making the implication that mental illness is weakness. You know, when I'm actually looking for a memory or an example in my own life of strength, when I've shown any kind of strength, I'm normally going back to that time when I'm going back to when I was ill and when I was sort of surviving what I was going through. That, um, to me, you know was strength, yes, the illness was uh, physically and mentally making me weaker in in a superficial sense, but the the self that was sort of experiencing that and surviving that that was that was strength, so um, uh, you know nothing really is stronger uh, than that hope that somehow gets you through and keeps you going through the days.
0: one uh, additional piece I wanted to bring up before we have to run along here is. Uh, in the Comfort Book by Matt Haig, H-A-I-G, of course, films that comfort. And that caught my eye and attention because I'm a big movie guy. And uh, mm-hmm. there are some that make sense I- immediately. I-, I also agree It's a Wonderful Life has to be in my top five. Interesting list, including the first one, Jaws.
1: <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why Jaws? I'm not serious.
1: I'm because... You know, it's. I mean, even though my daughter can't watch it um, even halfway through without having a panic attack and demanding it switched off, I feel that um, Jaws actually. And the reason we like watching films like Jaws and suspense or Hitchcock or even horror movies is kind of like it's a a safe way to deal with our fears. And the great thing about Jaws is it actually it 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 turns all kinds of fears and puts them into the metaphor of the shark and those fears are all beaten. So by the end of the film, you've gone through the suspense and the fear and then the shark's gone. So I feel like it's a great kind of metaphor for overcoming fear. You know, Sharks oh. are a great symbol of um, fear and terror and there you have these three very disparate characters um, working together to overcome so actually, yeah, it's a kind of comfort movie for me. And also, it's just a film from my childhood and, uh, you know, the ultimate summer movie. And it just makes me
0: nostalgic. So, uh, yeah, George, I'm absolutely. with you. It, I, I can't stop watching certain films. That's one of them. Um, in, in, in retrospect, looking through the book, and I haven't actually read the entire book yet because I'm stuck on certain pages. There are resounding themes, as we mentioned. Here's one, it's just entitled, Power. The most powerful moment in life is when you decide not to be scared anymore. I think the optimum word is decide, you decide. And uh, it, this really is, a, is a, I think, a, a wonderful exercise that you're sharing with the world. And uh, a lot of people can take a lot of solace that they're not alone and fear is just something we have to face. I thought it was very well done.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's about having the, you know, we can't always control what happens to us, obviously, but there is always a degree of control. Even in those absolute really? lost moments, a, even if it's controlling our breathing, even if it's something as small or as simple as that, there's some element that we can control over a situation. And knowing that, you know, however small it is, can ultimately um, be empowering in a world which sometimes can feel very complicated and confusing in 2021. So yeah, that, that's, really my incentive for
0: writing this and and, so, and I'm one of these old-fashioned so. dudes who really likes the feel of a book and uh, if i yeah. if you said to me pick up the uh, the ebook and I w- it wouldn't have the same impact i want people to pick up the book i, I know you do yeah, too yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's much more comforting to walk into the park and sit on a bench if you're a little down and open a book and just get lost so i i want to urge my listeners to Do it the old-fashioned way, first and foremost.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, I'm with you. The the comfort of uh, turning the pages as well. And also, you know, I'm someone who uh, doesn't like the feeling of leaving a chapter midway through, so that's another reason I have short chapters. Um, Whatever else you may think, uh, anyone may think of this book, at least they will always be able to finish the chapter.
0: Well, I uh, intend to finish it and then reread it because I loved it. It's really a beautiful piece of work. And for folks who uh, know of your work, uh, The Midnight Library and so many others, this is a perfect companion. Very nice to meet you, Matt. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You too, Jordan. And, uh, Thanks
1: so much. That was a lovely chat. Thank
0: and, you. And uh, I wish you the best. And, uh, you know, you're a warrior and you've you've come through the storm as I have. And it's a good oh, feeling. Very
1: kind, sir. Thank
0: you. Check out matthague.com for much more. and. If you haven't yet read The Comfort Book or The Midnight Library or A Boy Called Christmas, then what are you waiting for? Thank you so much to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry and the gang at Chart Productions in Boston, and to so many of you great people out there, new cats all the time, joining the fun and being part of the family. We appreciate that. And certainly thank you for those five-star reviews. To find out more, visit jordanrich.com. Until next time, the message is simple. Be well so you can do good. Take care.